This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. Recently at the Christchurch Manchester School of Leadership, we were talking about communication and Tim Simmons was explaining why communication is important for churches. In this episode of the podcast, we're bringing you the recording of that teaching. You can find the full notes on everything that Tim was saying at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 104. So here is Tim Simmons. Well, good morning. Uh, I want to talk about communication uh, and uh, I want to talk by begin that by talking about uh, some examples of uh, bad communication and good communication uh, and so let's start with the bad communication so I I have the privilege of being able to go and collect my kids from school often and it's about a 10-15 minute walk <clears throat> so um, I'll go meet them and then we'll walk home and we will have what I'm sure every parent has, uh, a conversation about how their days have been. Uh, and I will ask all the questions that you do. How was your day? What did you do? Uh, what, what lessons did you do? Who did you hang out with? All of this sort of stuff. And there are some days where all I can get out of them is one word answers. So how was your day? Fine. Okay, well, what, what did you do today? We did stuff, Okay. Uh, and uh, I remember doing it to my own parents and my dad used to say his least favourite word that I would say was stuff. What did you do? I did stuff. Uh, and so you realise with these one word answers <clears throat> and having to drag information out of them, I would feel uh, distant from them and disengaged and actually would feel like I was unimportant to my own children, regardless of the fact that I house them and clothe them and feed them. Uh, and that was quite frustrating. Uh, and then you would get in the situation where you're pushing them quite hard to get information out of them uh, just about their day. And then they get annoyed because they don't want to talk about it for whatever reason. And then I get annoyed because they don't want to talk about it for whatever reason. Uh, and nobody wins in that scenario. All we have is distance, disengagement, and feeling unimportant and feeling frustrated. That, that, that's a bad communication for me. So uh, another example of good communication would be uh, in exactly the same scenario. I would go and pick up my kids uh, from school and we would begin the walk home. I'd say, how was your day? What did you do? And then I would get long stories from them about the things that they learned at school and how it excited them and it was interested them or how they struggled with it and they couldn't work out what they were supposed to do or how they did in a test. And they would talk about who they played with at lunchtime and what they did and the funny stories that they have or sometimes the painful stories that they have uh, and in those conversations I would feel engaged with them invested in them I'd feel like I was important to them uh, and you could feel a little community building in their stories uh, and their communication uh, and they would ask me similar questions uh, and that community was developed and that was good communication uh, and today we're going to look at why good communication for church and in church life is so important uh, and for me as the church leader I have a one of my dreams for our communication is that all church members everybody who would say that Christchurch Manchester is their home we are part of this church that they would feel 
engaged. They would feel invested. They would feel important to the church and they would feel part of the community. So all the things that I felt when my kids would talk to me uh, to be engaged, invested, like I was important, I was part of their community. I want the people of CCM to feel that. I want them to feel uh, that they are at the centre of things. Even if they they work all week in their job or they're, they're working hard at home with the kids or toddlers or they're working hard at university all week and the only things that they do in CCM is attend community group and go on a Sunday. If that's their kind of involvement in the structure of the church we'll say uh, then I, I want them still to feel that they are at the center of things they are very important uh, and that our communication is part of that <clears throat> I also want the people who are outside of CCM so people who aren't members of CCM to easily understand what we are about and who we live for uh, and kind of what's important to us uh, and I, I want them to be curious to know more about who we are Okay, so good communication affects the people who who are our members and those who are outside of us. Those are my two dreams. Now, I should say that at CCM, we are not perfect at this. Uh, Even this week, we were talking about uh, some people who we thought we'd told about an important meeting, but they said they weren't told about this meeting. And so they had completely misunderstood the purpose uh, of their involvement there Uh, and so we realized that actually we needed to take responsibility for that regardless of whether actually we'd explained it to them clearly and they'd misunderstood we actually needed to take some responsibility for their misunderstanding we were clearly communicating in the wrong way to those people so we are not perfect at this Uh, and we would also say that communication is the responsibility of the church leader so if we are excited about a new initiative new prayer meeting a new church plan new community group new ministry with the poor a giving a campaign whatever it is and nobody gets involved nobody turns up then as church leaders we are responsible for that okay somehow we missed it in our communication in our expectation and so it is our responsibility Uh, so today we're gonna we're gonna work through that we're gonna look at how we communicate uh, as churches so we're looking at communication and we've looked at what's good and what's bad so communication that makes us feel distant disengaged unimportant frustrated is not good communication and comms that makes us feel engaged invested like we are important like we're a community is good and so we're looking at what Paul communicated in 1 Corinthians 16 so let's kind of work our way through some of the verses um, and see if there's anything particularly that jumps out you so the first couple of verses first two three verses what what do people think what is Paul communicating there sure yeah what do other people think he's communicating obviously the detail but the safety aspect in it as well because it's a sense of actually you're going to collect this money here's how you do it yeah but also you can trust it because of you know this person coming with a letter so you create yeah. try and create some element of safety and trust it yeah yeah that's good we're also talking about the importance of funding mission yes like saying save up this money and then it's going to go and you're going to carry it so there's vision there isn't there yeah 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 no that's absolutely right so what do you guys think the first few verses (coughs) (laughs) 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 (laughs)
it, it's not isolated. Um, it's not something unique to them. Yes. Something that he has um, asked others to partake in also. Yes. So they're part of something much bigger, aren't they? So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I see vision in it. I think he's communicating... Um, being part of a wider church, uh, how they're not on their own, they're not isolated. I think it communicates generosity as well and the importance of that, uh, as well as the detail of actually this is how we do that. So it's not without substance. So I think there's discipleship in here as well. In practically, this is how you can budget to be generous. I think that's he has communicated discipleship for giving away, um, which is very important. It's something we try and work hard on. Um, He's also explaining an event there, isn't he? There's an event that happens there that at some point he is going to arrive and he will send the money. So there is some sort of event that will happen and he may send the money himself or he may uh, may send it with some people. He may go himself. He will decide. But there is an event there to happen uh, and there is transparency as well. So he's communicating honesty, generosity, vision. Uh, There's loads of things packed in there, which I think is very good. Right, let's keep going. Verses maybe five, five, six, and seven. What do we think he's uh, communicating here? His tongue's been troubling, and when he's going to arrive, he's Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, travel plans, definitely. What else? Explaining why he's not visiting soon. So he's giving them like, a good overview of what it is that he's doing. Yep. Like why it is that he's not able to come yet because he's got other stuff to do. Yep. So they all know what's going on in terms of that. Yep. Yep. Anybody else? Um, he's engaging them in the mission that he's involved in. Yeah, very good. Yes. Yes. So it's interesting, uh, uh, something that Colin has talked about a bit as we talk about um, kind of apostolic endeavour, going out and doing stuff. Actually, Colin will often say, I don't want to just be the bloke that CCM sends and he tells a story and that's it. Actually, it's, he communicates taking people with him and involvement uh, and bringing people on board, which is very important vision, I think, in there. I think Paul is also talking about friendship and intentional friendship. So he's saying, look, I want to spend time with you. I don't want to see you uh, just in passing. I hope to be with you, to get to know you. So there's uh, some community there and uh, warmth that is being communicated. Um, and also that he knows that he will be looked after by them. But he's also saying, look, I want you to look after me, which is quite, there's an amount of vulnerability in that too. And I also think he's communicating some humility um, that perhaps us Westerners don't get as much and saying, if the Lord permits. So, which you know, we'd say, in faith, we're going to go do this thing and it will happen. He's saying, well, actually, if the Lord permits, this is what we're going to do. Uh, there's some, uh, there is a bit of discipleship in there because he had a habit of being on boats that sank. And so there's a, there's a thing. So actually, if the Lord permits, uh, humbly, this is what I want to happen. We've got vision, but let's be humble about our, our place in this and what God wants to do. I think he communicates that as well. So let's go eight and nine. What, what, what's in there? Eight, nine and ten, actually. Let's put those together. What, what do you think? Paul is communicating. Opportunity. Yep. Yes. Yep. He's affirming others, so affirms Timothy. Yep. I think, like, for 10 and kind of 11, it's that kind of authority for Timothy when he comes, like, actually listen to him when he comes. Yes. I guess there's, and like, even those lines, so let no one despise him, suggest that 
actually someone looking up and saying, I've got authority, won't yes. down well in there. Yes. Conferred over by someone they trust already. Yeah, that's good. He's, yeah, he's encouraging hospitality and respect. Mm -hmm. So be respectful of this guy that I've sent to you, but look after him as well. Yeah, very good. I think in, in 8 and 9, there's an honesty that he communicates, saying there's, a, there's an opportunity, a wide effective door, a wide door for effective work, sorry, um, but there, and there are many adversaries. So, which actually is perhaps something for us churches to think about how we communicate. Sometimes we only communicate the wins or what we're doing and how great it is. Um, the numbers of times I've seen church leaders tweet about how exciting this prayer meeting was. You're like, can they all be that exciting? Your adrenaline gland have exploded with the excitement. That, uh, but actually working out a way of communicating, actually there are difficulties in what we are doing. Uh, and talking about those stories uh, is important because if you if you only ever talk about how things are brilliant what happens when something goes wrong what happens if the thing that you're going after doesn't work for you so when we talk about church planning we try and talk about the ones that haven't worked because there is important because otherwise if we only talked about the ones that did work for the next one that's happening Tom's in the city centre if that doesn't work then it'd be like oh it's the first one that's gone wrong so there's press but actually if we're saying look we try as best we can there's effective doors effective work for us to do there are doors open but sometimes it doesn't work as we think it's going to actually that communicates something to your church in terms of how to process faith a little bit as well doesn't it Yes, Tim. Yes, it does. That's what it does. Yes. Right. Uh, verses uh, 12 and 13. What's he communicating? 12, 13 and 14. 12's quite funny, actually. But it tells you about pots. Go on, then. No, just like... Well, funny ha-ha. Yeah, funny ha-ha. Like, oh, I didn't want to come, but I've kind of beat him into considering it. <laughs> Sounds like Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's interesting because earlier in Corinthians you see that there are like Corinthians are setting Paul against Apollos uh, and almost he said actually me and Apollos we're, we're talking to each other we're, we're working together here don't play us off against each other yes yeah no it is very good and even Paul's saying I've tried to send him to you so I don't care wh whether you're setting him up against me or not but actually he didn't want to come which is, feels like a little bit of a you, you guys think you're awesome but let's, let's... communicate as well actually he's got something that you guys need yeah. so that, that's something I'm, I'm urging him to come because actually he will bring something to you that you need yeah. if you would urge someone to come just for the sake of it would you yeah, no, that's right. And again, I think that it's there's a hint of an apology in that as well. Uh, and I think there is, there's more in that life doesn't work out exactly as we want it to sometimes. Uh, I, I think that's in there too. Um, in 13 and 14... It's just, it, he just kind of slams this thing in like he does. Like it's a, he, He's gone from saying, oh, Apollos was going to come, he can't come. But he says, be watchful, stand firm in faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you, that you do be done in love. So there's, a, he's, he, there's encouragement there to keep going, actually. He's trying to build them up in faith as well, which actually is a very important thing to communicate. Let's keep going. I mean, life is not as we want it to. So Apollos, I wanted him to come, but he couldn't come. He might come in the future. But you've got to keep going, okay? You, this is something of your responsibility here. So verses 15, 16, what we're uh, we communicating here, I think this bit is brilliant. So 
but he was, he was taking like the big picture and bringing them into it as a church, as a community, and now he's kind of narrowing in on the personal, yep. on the individual person, so like, they're seeing their personal part to play in this, yep. in this whole story. Yep. Does 17 like, feel a little bit like a bit of a, a slam down on them? Like, you haven't gone somewhere and something else has happened in your absence, which makes up for it, but you should have been there. Yeah, I, it feels a bit more honouring than that. Yeah, I think it's the opposite. It's like, they refresh my spirit because you weren't there to do it, which is like, normally mm. you would do it, normally you're dead good at that kind of thing. You're absent, I, because I'm not with you in Corinth. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. these other guys, you know, I had a great time in Corinth, I really enjoyed your company. I'm not here now. Okay, yeah, I've read that wrong story. Yeah. So I think uh, 15 and 16 are very interesting in that it, the, the detail there is he wants to, it looks like he's building up some people who are leaders there and, and people of authority in that church. And how does he do that? He tells the story of the church, like really very briefly. He says, uh, you know, the household of Stephanus were the first converts in, however you say that, Okay, uh, and that they have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. Okay, so it's a little, you remember these people who were the saved first. Okay, these are the, the first fruits of our church plant. These uh, people are part of the church's history, church's story. They are also your leaders, so let's have respect for them. So there's, a, there's something of the story of the church told in appointing a leader or putting some authority in there. He doesn't just say, these two are in charge, just do what they tell you. Okay, that's it. He actually says, Look, remember uh, how they became Christians, uh, where the church has uh, processed from that. So when people would have read that from that church, they were like, oh, yeah, they did become Christians. And then all these other people. And then we had to get this building and we met in this place. And then these things happened. It's telling a little bit of a story, um, which is, uh, I think, very important. And then we talked about the next verse. He's, he kind of he, he honors people more as well. Uh, and then these, the last kind of 19 to 24, what things is he communicating there? Hospitality and greeting and encouragement. Yep. Plus the fact that Pyrus is bigger. Yes. 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 Yep. So again, he, he, he reminds them that they're part of something much bigger. In fact, another church sends greetings to them. I mean, we don't even know if they've ever met Aquila and Priscilla, I don't think. Um, but there's this sense that this, the churches of Asia, these people who, who've heard about you and who love you because we're part of the same team, they send greetings to you. <clears throat> Which actually is a, a good thing to communicate, even thinking about how we talk about other churches in our town. Actually, to communicate very positive things about them is very winsome. It's a good thing. When we first planted um, City, Vine Life uh, actually positively communicated to their own people about us and more widely they helped us deliver flyers they were they said very positive things about us in public which you know we were 15 people um, so they could have just ignored us and would have been within their rights to do so but actually they, they communicated something of the uh, the wider universal church which actually I think was was very encouraging to us personally it was very encouraging and um, um, Colin stood up and told the church when we met in I think we were in Hyde at the moment this is what Vine Life have done isn't that great of us isn't that kind it was actually a very uh, powerful thing uh, in that yeah anything else just to finish anything else you think uh, Paul is communicating 
his, his love to them. Yep. Which is really um, quite powerful to have a leader, like I mean, someone like Paul, to just express his love for a church yes. rather than just say, well, this is, this is what you should be doing, why are you doing this, or you should be doing this, but actually to end it on my love to you all um, is really powerful. It does. He communicates with a personal connection, doesn't he? Um, which is, yeah, it's very interesting. And sometimes we can, um, uh, sometimes as we think about, so Tom will talk about voice later and how we uh, articulate who we are as a church. But sometimes going as just personally to the people can be more powerful than saying that the word of CCM today is that you will do this. Actually, someone of us, the leaders reaching out uh, in their communication can actually be a lot more powerful. And I think just finally, he's, he's reminding them of the big story that they're part of as well. Actually, the, the, he's, he ends with a prayer saying, oh, Lord, come, our Lord, come, and uh, reminds them of the grace of God. There's something actually, we're, remember, you are part of this huge story. Actually, we're communicating uh, to you vision for all sorts of things, giving to the poor, looking after your leaders, generosity, discipleship. But we are part of this huge plan um, and we are privileged to be part of it and we're praying that Jesus would return to us. Um, So there's a, a lot there that's communicated. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And just a reminder, you can find the full notes on everything that Tim said at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 104. See you next time.